Okay, so Ralph made a couple friends. Yeah. Uh, what were their names? Um, Matt yeah. was one of oh, them. Right. The old man, the bell boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry. And um. Where was I? Sorry. Um, so the, not sure. No, you were at um, Uncle and Aunt Ross. So he made, and then the other friend was. Maybe he didn't make another friend, but um. I'll get you some after No, this. Dad, the boy was his other friend. Oh yeah. So the boy, remember what the boy said he would bring him? Um. The motorcycle. Oh well, no, the PBJ. Yeah. So. I mean the. PB. PB. PB sandwich. Yeah, the peanut butter. So he told, Ralph told his family that there's going to be a pe peanut butter and sandwich. Sure enough, Keith came to the knot he hole. He said peanut butter and jelly. Uh, Keith is the boy. Psst, he whispered. Here it is. The boy just thought I was crazy ordering a peanut butter sandwich along with my cornflakes for breakfast. But here it is. He stuffed half a sandwich a bit at a time into the hole where Ralph seized the pieces and pulled them all the way through. Listen, we're going to be gone most of the day. The dining room is packing us a picnic lunch, and we're going to drive along some of the back roads and visit some old mining towns. Thanks a lot, Ralph managed to say, with his mouth watering. Have fun. Wait, Ralph can talk. He's been talking to the boy, remember? I didn't know that. Wow. See you, see you tonight, said Keith. Stop! Have a good day. Have a good day's sleep. Have a, have a good day's sleep. Ralph's mother could not help being impressed by the sight of that peanut butter sandwich. Just like room service, she marveled. Why, it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it even has butter in it. I told you who'd bring it. Ralph could not help boasting, even though his mouth was full. After sharing his feast with his squeaky little brothers and sisters, all of whom had trouble with peanut butter sticking to their teeth, Ralph curled up on a heap of shredded Kleenex and took a good long nap. After sharing his feast with his, uh, they had peanut but they had trouble with peanut butter sticking to their teeth. Ralph curled up on a heap of shredded Kleenex and took a good long nap. When he awoke refreshed, his first thought was of the motorcycle. He wondered if Keith really had remembered to leave it under the bed. He yawned and stretched and left by the way of the knot hole. Room 215 was just as Ralph had last seen it. The bed had not been made and there was no fresh towels by the wash basin. Ralph ducked under the sheets and blankets that had tumbled off one side of the bed. And there in the dim light, he caught the gleam of chromium exhaust pipes. Keith had trusted him after all. He walked across the carpet and took hold of the hand grips once more. They felt just right in his paws and he longed to be off, speeding around the thoroughbred, threadbare spots on the carpet. But a promise was a promise. Keith had kept his promise about the peanut butter sandwich. Ralph would keep his about not riding the motorcycle in the daytime. He tried to satisfy himself by walking around the motorcycle in the dim light under the bed, admiring all over again the sleek design of the machine. Ralph was lost in admiration and daydreams of speed and power when suddenly the door opened and the maid entered. It was too late to make a dash for the mouse hole. The maid stripped the blankets and sheets from the beds, shedding unwelcome light on Ralph and the motorcycle. Her feet and white sneakers moved lightly as she gathered up the sheets and pillowcases 
and towels and dropped them with a soft plop beside the open door. Do you guys think she's going to find them? Mm. Um. Clara says no. Ada, do you think the maid will find the mouse? No. I don't think so. I think yes. I think yes and no. Haven't you read this before? I read it when I was a little boy. I think yes and no. How yes and no? Oh, uh, yes and no. So you're just saying all the guesses? Yeah. I guess all the guesses, too. The next thing Ralph knew, he was hearing familiar and dreaded footsteps coming down the hall. Steps he had learned to fear when he was a tiny mouse. It was the head housekeeper, the woman who was in charge of all the maids in the motel. He recognized her steps and he recognized her shoes. Stout, sensible black Oxfords. Nothing was ever clean enough for the head housekeeper, and Ralph's whole family lived in dread lest she discover their mouse hole. Now he held his breath, hoping she would go on down the hall. But no, she stepped into room 215. Good morning, Marjorie, the housekeeper spoke crisply to the maid. Be sure you clean 215 and 216 very thoroughly this morning. There's been a complaint from the guests. They suspect mice. Yes, ma'am, said the maid. Look behind all the drawers, continued the housekeeper, and in the corners of the closets, please report any evidence of mice, and be sure you vacuum under the beds. You have been getting careless lately. With that, she walked briskly down the hall. Old Crouch, muttered the maid, as she reached into the hall for something that produced a sound that struck terror into Ralph's heart. It was the clang of a vacuum cleaner attachments banging together. That's the end of the chapter. Uh, what's your comments, Miriam? Um... Hi, future me. Okay. What's your com what are your comments about the book? Um I bet she doesn't I bet she finds the motorcycle laying around and she puts it with Ralph's um um key stuff. But he, um Ralph makes it in his mouse hole. Mm. I think so. What if she threw away the motorcycle? Yeah, I think that's mm, I don't know. All right, that's all.